Welcome to Getting Real with John Natale. This is episode 23, How to Crush Your Next Open House. In this episode, guys, I'm going to go through in a very brief manner what to do before, at, and after your open house to absolutely crush it and get business from it. Before we take a dive into those steps of the open house, I do want to thank you. I appreciate you for listening, for tuning in to this podcast. If you could take a step further, rate us five stars wherever you're listening or watching, like this episode, share this episode, and continue helping us spread our message here at Getting Real and here at our Natali Companies. We are in this to fundamentally redesign the real estate industry. Our big mission is for less agents to fail, for more agents to find the life of their dreams in real estate, to have balance, to have peace of mind with their family. That is our mission. And we're not only doing it here at the Getting Real Podcast, we do it at our Natalie Realtors Company here in New Jersey, and we also do it with agents across the country in our Natalie Coaching Program. At a very high level, guys, we are growing together as a nationwide family. You get to keep your company, stay at your company, and join in, plug and play our systems nationwide, and you get to be part of a group that leans on each other, supports each other, loves each other. Honestly, it is crazy the synergy that's happened in a few short months of starting this coaching program. We have really affordable rates if you just want to join the group, even to join individually coached is way, way more affordable than 99% of coaches out there. And the reason is we want to change the industry. And we do that by having more people involved than less and being more exclusive. This is your opportunity. 2024 is your opportunity to crush it. And if you've been thinking about joining our world, now is a great time to do so. So please, there's a link down below to book a one-on-one call with me, a coaching discovery call. It is completely free, guys. I'm not going to charge you to go over our options and what you're trying to do in 2024 and beyond. So please book that call, get in touch with me, and let's crush 2024. Now let's talk about crushing your next open house. This is such an important thing as we head towards the spring market where there'll be some more inventory, more opportunities to do open houses. This is exactly what you're going to do to crush it this spring and beyond with your open houses to get massive amounts of business from. The first thing you have to do is understand, obviously there's a little slight difference if it's your house, or I should say your house, your listing versus another agent's listing. But regardless, all these steps should be done. So the first important thing is it should start to be advertised by middle of the week at the latest for that weekend. I usually like to start advertising Monday, Tuesday after the weekend for the following weekend that we are doing an open house. You do that on social media, you do it in the MLS, you make sure it's on all the real estate websites. All that stuff should be done prior, very early in the week at the latest middle of the week. On Thursday or Friday, this is a big part of what we do. Thursday or Friday in the evening, late afternoon, if your area is a lot of work from home and you want to do it during the day, perfectly fine. We go and do a 10 by 10 by 10. And we knock on people's doors right around the open house and invite them to come. And I know this sounds crazy, but it works, guys. Ten people across the street, ten houses to the right, ten houses to the left. You hit those 30 houses, quick door knock, have a flyer. Hey, we're hosting an open house over at Sandy and Jim's house. Be there Sunday from 12 to 3. If you want to offer to do a neighbors only thing, I'm perfectly fine with that. 
11.30 to 12 before it. We were doing neighbors only open house. If you just want to check out Sandy and Jim's house, sometimes people, you know, like to be that nosy neighbor. People absolutely love it. And this is how you start to really farm that neighborhood. Because as you go on through the process, think about this. You're listing the house, especially if this is your listing. You're sending a just listed postcard, QR code with some information, QR code to get their own home evaluation. You are then knocking on the door and they're seeing you and or leaving behind a flyer. Then they're getting an under contract postcard. They're getting a sold postcard. Maybe they're getting a letter in the mail after that. And you just touch them five, six, seven times as neighbors and you were successful. So if they are looking or any of the other neighbors are really looking to sell, they are going to hire you or at least give you a shot. And if you delivered for the neighbor, they're going to say, okay, they, you know, this guy or this girl, this woman sold the house so damn quick and for a lot of money, I'm going to hire them as well. Jim and state, you know, Jim wrote a great review for them, all this different stuff, right? This is the opportunity. So before that open house, though, even if it's not your listing, still going and inviting the neighbors is a very, very important part to just getting some bodies there and getting some conversations open. Not necessarily if it's slow, but just to also, for the people that are really interested in it, having more bodies there makes more people interested to some consumer behavior. Everybody wants what everybody else wants. So getting some of those bodies in there is not a bad thing. And also just branching out and getting uncomfortable and knocking on doors is really good for your business. So I know that this part, this early part where I started this may already make you feel uncomfortable. And if it does, that means that should be the next thing you do this week or next week when you have your next open house. Because you do not grow unless you get uncomfortable. So if this sounds like, oh, God, I want to turn the episode off already. Perfectly fine. But that means you probably need it. So get out there, knock on some doors especially in the spring. The weather's going to be nicer most of the country. It's a great time to just get out, see people. 10 by 10 by 10. 10 across the street, 10 to the right, 10 to the left. And then that's how you start to get the word out about the open house to some of the neighbors. The Friday before an open house, you should have your signs out. You don't need all the balloons and stuff. Those are all going to die by the time you get to Sunday. But you should start having, from wherever the last main road is, all the way to the house, open house signs to that house. Nowadays, everyone's going to see that it's online. But at the same time, these things like start to generate some buzz a little bit. Uh, it also gets your seller excited because they're like, oh, wow, look, they're, selling, they're, they're really, really putting a lot of effort into this open house. The day of the open house, you're texting the seller. Hey, I'm going to be here by so-and-so. I usually recommend at least a half an hour early. I'm going to be bringing X with me. If you need them to leave out anything or do anything, let them know then. Don't show up half an hour right before and be like, oh, I thought you guys were going to have water out or something like that. You should be providing a lot of that. But at the same time, make sure you and the seller are on the same page as of the morning of the open house. When you get there, turn on all the lights. Nothing is worse than when I go into an open house or see an open house and the lights aren't on. Turn on all the lights. Make sure whatever temperature it is, if it's really cold out at the time, make sure it's warm in the house. If it's really hot out, make sure it is ice cold in that house. Reason being is people want to be comfortable with where they are. So it's not about just having a skirting on like, okay, this is like kind of comfortable. At least it's not as hot as it is outside. You want it to be like ice cold, especially if you're listening to this episode in the summer or doing an open house over the summer because people will be comfortable in there and they'll want to stay there. And when people stay there, they get interested in things more and they also get interested in talking to you more. So making sure your house is very well climate controlled for an open house is so important. So that's why I suggest getting there half an hour early. It's one to set up, make sure you're prepared, especially if it's not your listing. You want to know every damn detail about that house. And you can't do that by showing up three minutes before. There's already two people waiting. I turn on the lights as people are coming in. That's a nightmare, guys. 
half an hour early to every single open house. Be prepared so then you can actually convert people from them. So now you've set up the open house. You're there. You're waiting. People are coming in. You could do this a multitude of different ways. Some agents I know love locking the door behind and saying, listen, only one person at a time and privately touring people through the house. If you're doing something high end, that's most likely how you're doing it anyway, because your seller is not going to want a bunch of people looking through their five, six, seven, 10, 15, $20 million house. So understand the, the type of house you have, the type of listing you're at, the type of open house you're running. Some people like to let more people in, ask them to wait by the front door. There's all different ways and you get to choose your style. However, once you're actually in the mode of talking to people, I always am touring the house with them, always start with the same damn question. It's And it kind of opens up a lot of the conversation. And I think that's a lot of where people fail with open houses is they kind of just let people through. They don't really talk to them. They hope they sign in. I like to bring people on a tour, show them the house as much as possible. If there's multiple people in the house, maybe I'll take them to the, the first floor upstairs. I'll say, you know, I'm going to grab the next group. You continue to look through all different types of things you can do. However, the first and most important question. So are you guys from here or are you moving into the area? That opens up everything, right? Because they're going to say, oh, yeah, we live around the corner. Okay, great. Do you? own that house now? Do you know, uh, do you rent? Do you live, maybe if they're younger and they're there with their parents, like, oh, maybe it's their parents' house. And it opens up that entire story for them to start telling. And depending where you are, especially if you know the area, you know, you'll start to really relate with them as well. So asking if they're from that area or they're moving to it starts the journey. And it's a very easy question to ask. And the reality is if they say, hey, I am moving into the area. Well, what's bringing you here? Or if they are in the area, like I said, you know, what? what's your situation right now that you're looking at this home? And then you can continue the conversation, you show off the house, you know, try to really build rapport. The biggest issue people have at open houses and why they don't convert as much as they can from them is they don't know how to build rapport in those like five to 10 minutes max in which someone's at a house. And if you have, why well, I don't like letting five, 10, 15, 20 people in at a time, one, it's highly you know, not secure for the house or yourself. And number two, it doesn't, let you create rapport with anyone. You're just, you know, hoping you people sign in and they're interested in that house. How I deal with science is I have a QR code on the kitchen island or kitchen counter. And I say in the very beginning, after I asked that first question, you know, I'm going to take you around. When we get to the kitchen, I'm going to have you scan your phone. And then as we're continuing the tour, you can just plug in your information really, really quick. That's how I do it. You could have a sign-in sheet. You could have a laptop there. You could have an iPad there. You can do whatever you want. You could take their information down. However, I found that that works to get realistic information because you're starting to talk to them so they kind of want to fill it out and you're not forcing it upon them the moment they walk in. Show the house, you thank them. If you have a bit of a lull, I usually wait five or 10 minutes after if there's not someone right after. And I shoot them a quick text like, hey, it was so nice to meet you. It's John, just want to say, you know, hey, it's John. It was so nice to meet you, you know, a little bit ago showing. No question, no anything, just, just a real quick brief text five or 10 minutes after they leave just to really try to create rapport or continue the rapport. Then the process is you close down the open house, you take out your signs, all that fun stuff. That night, the biggest mistake I see people make is they wait till either the next day, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever they get to follow up. That night, you have to be reaching out to everyone. I personally suggest a phone call. If you're, it's mostly younger buyers and you want to send texts, perfectly fine. But if it's an adult community and it's 55 and older, pick up the phone on Sunday night and call the people. Thank them for coming in. Appreciate you stopping by. Most likely, you're going to know what the conversation was like they had. So I know you're moving into the area. Did this home check enough boxes off for you? You're trying to, especially if it's your listing, you're still trying to sell it unless something in that conversation 
was like, oh, no, this house would never work for me. So they say that while they're there. Hey, Bob. Hey, Sue. Appreciate you coming earlier. I know 123 Main Street wasn't perfect for you. But I do have these four other houses that are potential suitors based on what we were talking about at the house. Did you want to set a time this week to go check them out? Being proactive like that, especially on the Sunday night, differentiates you from the other agents in which they went to open houses. That's what you have to realize. A lot of agents are all doing the same thing, but most of them are waiting to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to reach out. So by you being different Sunday night, by catering around the conversation you had, you will win with this. You will create business from this. And then afterwards, making sure, even if people don't connect with you that night, they don't respond, put them on some form of damn drip. Don't just let the lead go. Sometimes people don't answer on Sunday nights. Sometimes they won't answer the next day. They'll forget about you. You're not that important to them. I know sometimes we feel like, oh my God, they didn't answer me. They hate me. It's not that way. Maybe they were in the middle of something. Maybe they're putting their kid to bed. Maybe they were dealing with a phone call. Maybe they're dealing with something for their own business. Reach out to them again by the middle of the week and then have them on some sort of steady trip where they're getting some properties around which the one that came to the open house and they're hearing from you constantly. If you do all of these steps, I know it's a brief episode, guys, but if you do all these steps, you will be successful with open houses. It's that simple. Make sure you're prepared. Do a great job. Create rapport. Know the house. Know the details. Ask the right questions. Follow up. That's all you have to do. Crush your open houses in 2024.